Hello and welcome to Tapeheads, 80s music and beyond. I am Blaine. I'm Todd. I am here in Phoenix and it's raining, believe it or not. I'm here in Portland and it is not, believe it or not. What is happening? I don't know. Well, today we're going to be talking about Band-Aid. This is a song that is played every single Christmas. Rarely outside of that. Numerous, numerous. If you're listening to this in the middle of June... You're doing it wrong. You may have, yeah, you're doing it wrong. So this is a song that was put together because there was a famine or at least people in Ethiopia that were starving to death. And they didn't have access to food and partially it was a reason because of the government at the time was um, fighting against the Tigray People's Liberation Front guerrilla soldiers. That's so and, weird. Wait a minute. That's weird because, I mean, that was 40 years ago, and they're currently fighting now, still in Ethiopia, or maybe again. But that's, I mean. So my question is, like, if. Ripped from the headlines. Do the guerrilla fighters have business cards, and does it say Tigray People's Liberation Front guerrilla soldiers on it? I mean, that's long. Yeah, they need to tighten that up. Anyway, so the government has busy fighting against these guys, and they. We're not doing any of the stuff where they normally ship food into these certain areas in Ethiopia. And so they were starving. And Bob Geldof from the Boontown Rats saw, he watched a documentary, I believe, correct? It's a newscast on BBC. Okay. And he felt bad and he said, He said, Oh my gosh, that looks awful. Thank God it's them and not us, though. We need to do something. What can we do? I'm a musician. I'm going to call all my friends, including Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Duran Duran and George Michael. We're going to write a song and we're going to sell a bunch of records and earn a bunch of money for them over there. So he did. So he did. (laughs) That's the short answer. All right. End of podcast. (laughs) So he started and he called all these people up and he said, hey, listen, we are musicians and Although we don't have access to food, we can make some money doing the things that we do best, making music, and we can help the people in Ethiopia. And a lot of these guys said, yeah, it's a great idea. What are you doing next Sunday? So they wrote this song, and the lyrics of this song are some of the worst lyrics written down in a popular song, I think, in the history of the world. This is going to be a fun episode because we both don't like this song. We, yeah. we, we like the motivation behind it, and we like the results that it got, and the amount of money and, and food and aid that it created, but it's not a great song. No. So Trevor Horn, who we talked about in the last podcast. From Yes. He donated his studio to this song, and his uh, Sarm Studios in London. I don't know if it had a Fairlight sitting in it or not, or if that was at his house. <laughs> probably was. It was probably in the back. I mean, maybe it made the bell sounds. I don't know. So they got together to do this song. And do you want me to just go over some of these lyrics Oh, now? lyrics. Yes, please. They're so bad. Okay, so it's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shade. Okay, hold on. Which, right there. Okay. Banishing shade. They live in the desert. I mean, I would think you'd want shade. All the animals look for shade. See all these giraffes sitting around in the Serengeti in shade? 
But what's weird about that? And you I, live in the desert. Yeah, I live in the desert. I love shade. You love shade. But I mean, yeah. At Christmas time, we get together with families. We do kind things for other people. We give people gifts. Um, I, I don't remember in the line of Christmas things banishing shade. I, I don't. I don't know that. So, I remember throwing shade. I don't remember banishing shade. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> But not in 1984. Nobody was throwing shade in 1984, though. No. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. That's a great line. I'll give Bob and Midge your, I'll give you that. That's a good line. Throw your arms around the world. Yeah, that's a good one. But say a prayer. Pray for the other ones. At Christmas time, it's hard. But when you're having fun, there's a world outside your window. And it's a world of dread and fear, where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. Can I? Sorry, can I stop you again right there? Yeah. There's a sting is in this too. I forgot to mention him. Sting is one of the featured singers, and uh, there's a funny little video of him singing that line, "The bitter sting of tears," and he has this little, like, ironic little smirk on his face, like I have to be the one to sing about the sting of tears. That's oh, so bad. Oh, anyway, yeah, carry on. And the Christmas bells that ring, there are the clanging chimes of doom. Awkward. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> the world's the worst world? lyric. I mean, here these guys are. And 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 you're just well. I'm glad it ain't me. You know. Yeah. Look at those guys over there. <laughs> Sucks to be them. <laughs> Jeez. Awful. And 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 who sang that line? Bono from U2. Funny thing, they weren't even well known. Like he didn't really know anybody there. He had to show up and sing that. He's like, Bob called him just you know because he loves his voice. But they he didn't really know anybody and they weren't big. I think Bob is from Bob is from Ireland or Scotland. One of the two. I think you're right about that. I don't know though, honestly. Because after this song, he couldn't. He wasn't knighted because he was not from England. He was from one of those oh, other two right. countries. Okay. So, okay. Anyway, so Bono sang it. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. <laughs> he sounds so awesome, but it's such a terrible line. Ah. Cringeworthy. To his credit, he didn't want to sing it. He yeah. he he read it and he he's like, Bob, is that really what you want to say? Are you sure? Bob's like, Yep. <laughs> Bono said, uh, I'm not singing that. No way. Bob's like, You have to. And Bono says, I'll sing any other line except that one. And Bob said, mm, I saved that specially for you because that's the one that's gonna hurt. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? So apparently, Bob is kind of a sarcastic punk rock guy at heart. And uh, he kind of meant it in a way, like, wouldn't you... I, I mean, I have a hard time wrapping my brain around this one because I just think it's awful. But I think what he meant is, you have a nice family, you have a nice life here in England, or here in the West, broaden it a little. You have a nice life here. Wouldn't you hate to see... Anything like the awful things that are happening in Ethiopia, wouldn't you hate for that to happen to your family? Thank God it's not happening here. 
kind of thing. That's about the best I can come up with. Is that fair? Yeah, <laughs> I, and and obviously even that's he has, a stretch. He knew he. They said that the song's not that great. <laughs> and over the years, I don't know. They have new versions of this, and he is the songwriter. So did he change the lyrics to the newer versions of the song? I don't know who changed. It seems like I would imagine Midge probably would have. But I don't know. Okay. I we, I forgot to look that up. Yeah, they did change it to they change it from tonight. Thank God it's them instead of you. To tonight, we're reaching out and touching you. Right, much better. Still not the greatest right. lyric in the world, but much better than the other alternative. Ugh. Continuing on here, he says, "And there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time." And there hasn't been snow there in Christmas time since time immemorial because it's summer (laughs) in December in the Southern Hemisphere. I love that. So to me, it's just like he wrote this song without doing any. Obviously, he didn't have the internet, and so he, you know, if he didn't know about the whole, I mean, he probably traveled the world, so he would know that. I mean, they wrote the song in one day. Okay, and so okay, maybe they can forgive a few little. flubs but i mean come on so it does actually snow in africa yeah rarely yeah but it does in the winter but certainly not in the summer (laughs) not in the summer (laughs) okay the greatest gift they'll get this year is life where nothing ever grows which is not true not true they grow they do grow food they grow like coffee and potatoes legumes Legumes. Gold and diamonds. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no rain nor river flows. Flow. Not true. There is rivers. There are rivers. And it rains. They flow. Yeah. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Well, actually, they do. Two-thirds of the people in Ethiopia are Christian. Right. There's Ethiopian Orthodox kind of like a evangelical movement there's muslims and then there is christian so of course they know it's christmas yeah it's also a modern country they have tv and radio and stuff and they know you know (laughs) here's to you raise a glass for everyone (laughs) i don't i I don't know We're, we're rich we're having our holiday parties we're having fruit cakes we're drinking uh, hot toddies and and uh, um, what's the milk stuff? Eggnog. I can't even think. Eggnog. Huzzah! Thank God it's <laughs> them and not us. <laughs> Cheers. Spare a thought this yuletide for the deprived. That's a weird line. If the table was turned, would you survive? Whoa. Here's to them. <laughs> Underneath that burning sun. But no you shame. ain't gotta feel guilt. Just selfless. Give a little help to the helpless. All right, that's a good line. That's a good line. Yeah. The other ones, oh, God, what a awkward forced rhymes and stuff. Oh. <laughs> you will tide for the deprived. And cheers. Oh, yeah, and cheers to them because they survived. Okay. Huzzah. Yeah. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Feed the world, feed the world. Well, as we know, they do know it's Christmas time. Um... And so I actually looked up, I was like, okay, they know it's Christmas. When is Christmas in Ethiopia? It's not December 25th, it's January 7th. So even if they knew it was Christmas for the rest of the world, it wasn't their Christmas yet. 
It was like uh, two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they weren't even perfect. They're just still getting ready for it. But yeah, they know it's Christmas. All right. And then, uh oh, we're going to get controversial. Do we know it's Christmas? We do not. Because the birth of Jesus was, or the Christmas holiday was overlaid by the early Christians over pagan holidays at the time, the winter solstice. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, the birth of Jesus could have been any day. It wasn't that. That's just their own artificial. And it probably wasn't in the middle of winter. It was because they talk about the shepherd herders being out tending their flock and stuff. And oh, do that. Well, there you go. See, I didn't even think about that. Well done. Anyway. Well done. So they did this song, and it's got goofy lyrics, but it made money. It, it, they, at the time, $14 million went to Ethiopia for famine help. And, you know, <laughs> I've got this phone call here of Bob Geldof talking to, to the guy from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, the, oh, the radio promo. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is yeah. the, the right, most hilarious, stupid thing ever. So I'm going to say yes. You say this is Holly Johnson from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And I say yes. And you say feed the world. Ha, 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 ha. Okay? Let's go again. <laughs> Take two. Yes. This is Holly Johnson from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Feed the world. Ha, 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 ha. I can't get the last right, Bob. <laughs> why, so, why is he laughing so what's stupid. funny about that <sighs> and it's not so much that he laughed but bob geldoff told him to laugh right yeah it, I, it, I, I don't get that a it doesn't make any sense b it feels completely forced How, what are you even laughing at and can he right. just can he just say feed the world buy this album support this family this, this country support these people <laughs> Well, here, here, listen to this. This is this is George Michael. Uh, I'm absolutely exhausted. This was supposed to be a day off, but, you know, I thought, good cause. I didn't actually know it was going to be quite such a big dude and quite so many people were coming, but the more the better, obviously. Thanks, thanks, George. I would have done my hair more, even more. So, people are starving to death. Thank God that it wasn't them because George Michael took had it was his day off. Oh yeah, thank God it wasn't happen on a work day. <laughs> they wouldn't be so, able to come into the studio. <laughs> if it was a Monday well, a or fact, a Wednesday. Matter of fact, you know who did come into the studio and it wasn't easy for them? Yeah, what about George uh Boy George? Oh yeah, he was there. But he uh he was invited by uh Boy George was called by Bob Geldof at some point during the day. He's like, "Come on, George, where are you? We thought you were going to be here." George said, I'm in New York. <laughs> I can't make it. And Bob said, there's a Concorde leaving in an hour and a half from New York to London. Get on it. Get here now. And he made it. He showed up. George showed up six o'clock. <laughs> he said, I need some brandy and some food. Bob said, there's an effing pub across the street. Get over there. Had a little food, had a little brandy. Came back and sang his parts. Nailed him. That's crazy. It's a professional. Yeah. Well, I guess. Oh, I know. It's definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So this song sold $3.8 million in the UK. $3.8 million? That seems low. Uh, No, I'm sorry. $3.8 million. Copies? Sold 3.8 million copies. Oh, oh, yeah. And it was the top spot of England for all those years until 97 
Elton John did the Diana, Princess Diana, Candle in the Wind. Candle in the Wind. Yeah. Wow, that was a long time. Did how much? You said it raised like fourteen million at the at, time. At the time, yeah. so it's gone on. I thought it was a lot more. I was like, that seems low, but that, yeah. Now, now you say it, it's like at the time. I think it has gone on in the years since to raise like two hundred million, two hundred fifty million, which is kind of staggering. Amazing. Yeah. So John Taylor from Duran Duran played bass on the album, or excuse me, on the album on the song, and Phil Collins from the Phil Collins band played drums. Midger played keyboards and all that. Yeah. He's from Ultravox. And Bob Geldof said, we never said we'd eliminate world hunger, but we could draw attention to the monstrous human crime, a moral and intellectual absurdity, and it worked. And so it it started the whole thing for all these musicians. They started helping a lot of people. So like you said, USA for Africa did a song after this. Uh, there was USA for Africa, which is We Are the World. There's a Canadian one called Guided Light, Guiding Light or something like that. <laughs> um, and then, of course, there was Hearing Aid, which was the heavy metal version. came out in 85. Ooh, I have not heard that. I have it on vinyl. Uh, it is. <laughs> I had it at the time, the cassette. Uh, it's the heavy metal version. It's exactly the same thing as Band-Aid basically but it's put together by Dio and he invited all the heavy metal all his heavy metal friends to come down and and perform on it all the singers like Rob Halford from Judas Priest Jeff Tate from Queensryche um, Don Dawkins from Dawkins Blackie Lawless from Wasp uh, Michael McKeon and Harry Shearer from Spinal Tap in character you're kidding me (laughs) they're Europe's uh, most loudest band yes and they even were at the time. That's weird because that movie just, had just come out. If you think about it, it came out in 84 also. And it was like a year before It that. came out before this? It um, came out in 84 and Hearing Aid came out in 85. Oh, So okay. Spinal Tap was not the huge phenomenon that it was. There was a couple guys showed up. <laughs> hmm. I love that. So we usually talk about movies you wanted to talk about hearing aid. Yeah, maybe we can. Uh, maybe that'll be the movie for this time. It'll be a little documentary. There's a documentary about that called Stars, which is the name of the song. Stars, the making of hearing aid. So maybe that'll be the movie for this time. If, okay. if you're cool with that. Yeah. Nice. All right. So yeah, we'll, we can find a link and put it in the description for this. But yeah, it's like 45 minutes long. It's an easy watch, and it's a behind the scenes. It's just like Band Aid, and it's actually for the same. Uh, same cause, which I thought was apropos, so that's kind of why I was thinking about that song. Um, yeah, you can watch, there's whole sections of it. There's like a section about the project, there's a section about the vocalists, so you can watch everybody sing and try it a bunch of times. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. Each singer sings one line, and then someone else, and someone else, and someone else, and on and on. But the best part of the song, the song is seven minutes long, and the guitar solo is three minutes long of that. And they have all the shred guitarists from the time, Ingve Malmsteen, George Lynch from Dawkin, Neil Sean from Journey, like all the guys. Quiet Riot. So was Ingve Malmsteen or was it Ingve J. Malmsteen? You know, it's funny you should mention that because there's a funny little line from David St. Hubbins, aka Michael McKeon, of Spinal Tap saying, Oh, I love how Ingwe calls him Ingwe. Ingwe J. Malmsteen has the J in his name, so no, you don't confuse him with all the other Ingwe Malmsteen in the business. Ingve was new too. That's kind of weird. 
Uh, he was also he had just put out his first album a year or two before that. So he was just kind of this up and coming guy too. But yeah, great, great video. Uh, well worth your time. And it's it's kind of like one of those forgotten things of musical history. Like Live Aid has gone on to be huge. Band-Aid is still huge. People forget Hearing Aid. <laughs> and I'm here to bring it back. I forget it because I don't even think <laughs> I even knew it. Um, and of course, in 85, I don't think I was really listening. Well, this is not necessarily true. I was listening to some heavy metal stuff. Quiet Riot. Um, Van Halen, if you want to call him that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I liked uh, Rat. So, yeah, I mean, I did hear some, but I, I, I wasn't deep into it like you were. At the oh, time. I was huge into it. Yeah, yeah. This was right up my alley. In fact, I could actually name most of the guitars just by listening to the guitarists on the solo. I mean, I can tell who most of them were at the time. I'd be like, oh, that's Yngwie, obviously, and then that's George Lynch. Don't know who this guy is, but, oh, that sounds like whoever, you know, it's Carlos Cavazzo from Quiet Riot. Like, I could do that. <laughs> so they released a whole album? <laughs> they did release a whole just album, a song? but it, it's only the one song that was recorded by the supergroup. Oh, okay. And then all the, other, all the other songs are live tracks that were donated by bands like Kiss and Rush. And there's a Jimi Hendrix song on there that's live that I don't think exists. What song is it? Up From the Skies, maybe? Hmm. It's it's it's. I think that might be the only place that that exists. So there's a reason to go check out the album. Okay, if you can find it on vinyl, that's the way to go. Because because uh, the uh, well, I I know not everybody has disagree that, with you. If on you can that, find it but... anywhere, it's pretty rare. But the sleeve of the of the vinyl record shows like the list of all the singers, who they are, oh, and who the guitarists okay. are. It's it's just the best. <laughs> Highly recommend. It. All right. Well, I will. I will check that out. And since the movie's only 45 minutes, I definitely will, will check that out. Too. And if that's too long, you can always break it up into sections and you can watch like 10 or 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you can't spare the whole 45. Well, awesome. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for this edition of Tape Heads. Yes. We hope you enjoy it. You can contact us if you feel like it we have since we did our first episode we've become a little bit less scrappy we know how to do links in the description we know we now have an email address you can email us at tapeheads80 at gmail.com and you can make requests or you can just say man you guys suck or man you guys are great i leave that up to you anybody yeah so write us and tell us what you think yeah if you, if you like some of these things if you like man i never heard of any of this crap <laughs> this is brilliant <laughs> we want to hear that too Next week, we are going to talk about Hot for Teacher and all the stuff that went around during that and talk about the video as well. So thanks for joining us today for Tape Heads. And this is Blaine signing off, and we will see you next time. This is Todd signing off. See you next time as well. (laughs) 